You're listening to episode 23 of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. My guests have found their own unique way to navigate through the distractions, the pressures, and the expectations of everyday life. And in the process, they have discovered the freedom to be truly themselves, to tune into their own heart, and to honor their own unique voice. I'll explore what motivates them, what challenges them, and what strategies help them work towards their goal in a way that nourishes their mind and body. I believe everyone has a story to share, and that we become a stronger community when we're able to listen and learn from those around us. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness, I'm a Chicago-based self-discovery mentor and Pilates instructor. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that it's not about perfection, but the process of becoming aligned. In this episode, I talked to my mom, Anne Ryan. What I loved about doing this podcast is that I learned something new about everyone I talk to, even the people I'm really close to. You may remember that I already interviewed my dad. It was actually meant to be a practice episode, but it was so fun to get his story, and I thought he had great insights to share, so I put it out there. After that, I was determined to see if I could get my mom to be a part of this project, and I was so happy and surprised when she agreed. She's a very modest, hardworking, giving person who doesn't talk much about herself. So I was excited for the opportunity to learn more about her experience growing up in a small village in County Mayo, Ireland, and I wanted to get to know more about what life was like for her when she moved to Chicago at the young age of 18. It was fun to step back in time with her and get a better sense of what life was like. I have so much admiration for people who are willing to take risks and step out of their comfort zone. I'm always inspired by their stories. While she paints a picture of what life was like for her growing up in Ireland, I'll also share some pictures of the things she talks about on my podcast page for my website at MaureenRyan.co. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Mom. Thank you so much for joining me on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I'm I'm really glad to have you here with me today. Well, thank you. (laughs) I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to have you on. You've heard all my stories before, anyway. No, I haven't heard. I, actually, that's what I was going to say. I, I haven't really heard all of your stories. So, yeah, you're someone who doesn't really talk too much about yourself, and um, I think you have a, an especially interesting one because you grew up in in Ireland and your experience there, and coming over to the United States and living in Chicago, and just coming, you know, having these two worlds that you've kind of navigated throughout the years, and. Uh, I think that's a lot of interesting stories, and and you don't talk too much about yourself, so I'm really looking forward to learning more about you and and uh, more about your stories. So, yeah, if if you wouldn't mind just kind of starting us off and, and telling us a little bit about yourself and and where you're from. Yeah, I'm from Ireland, and I'm from uh, County Mayo, Ireland, and I was brought up on a farm. Where, uh, we uh, we lived on a farm. And um, there was seven, um, I have uh, six siblings, and uh, I live with my father and mother and my uncle. And your uncle. And that's 
And my uncle, that story was that when my mother and father got married, they went, after they got married, they went to England and they were working in England. And then the war broke out and my uncle wanted them home so my dad wouldn't have to go in the war. Oh. So that, then they came home and um, my um, my uncle did the farm and my father had a job. Okay, see, Mom, right away, we're starting off with stories I know nothing about. So this for the, for you, you, I'm going to go back and, and just share how you mentioned you're from County Mayo. And County Mayo is on the west of Ireland, for anyone who, who wouldn't know that. And, um, and, you, and you grew up in a, in a small village called, what was the name of the vi- village, Mom? Uh, Tubridge, and there was eight houses in the village. Yeah. And we we were all very close, and all the neighbors used to help each other if we were saving the hay or saving the turf or whatever. Yeah. If we, you know, we always helped the next one if we had time. Yeah. So let me go back to your to your mom and dad, my my grandparents, and and uh, my great uncle, and, and get to know a little bit about that story. So, because did would would your who who lived in the village then, Mom? Was that your grandfather's family? Like, or how did you guys end up as one of the homes well, in the village? My, that was my uh, father, my father's uh, mother and father. My, well, his mother was alive, but my father, my grandfather was dead at the time. Okay, so that's that would be their family property. That would be their from their family then. Yeah, it has gone down in the generations, from okay. generation to generation. Okay, but and my, so- my dad didn't like farming anyway, but my uncle liked farming, so Okay, so your dad had another your dad had another job. What was his job? Uh, he worked for the county council. He was uh, what they used to call a ganger. He was like uh, a boss. Uh, he'd have men working under him fixing the roads. Fixing the roads and taking care of the Yeah, and the, the highways yeah, like or the roads, potholes I guess. And, yeah. Uh, many highways. <laughs> I know I said highways. <laughs> <laughs> Too many highways around my place, but I took care of the roads. <laughs> took care of the roads. I'll, I'll tone that one down a little. <laughs> uh, so, but, so, your mom, you mentioned that um, your mom and dad, my grandparents, you mentioned that they, they when they got married, they went to, to London, did went you to say? Work, uh, or to England? Yeah. I, I think it was London, the one. Okay. Quite sure. I'm pretty sure it was London. And so they were living. They were living there, and, and they were living there. My father was working. I'm sure my mother was working. They didn't have any kids at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then this war, the war broke out, so my father would have to go on the war. Oh. So my uncle was right was writing to them all the time to come home. So eventually, I guess they took him up on the offer. Interesting. Okay, so they came back to avoid the war and. Okay, I had no idea about that story. That's that's interesting. So they like he was living in the house in Tubridge. Um, yeah, my uncle, like your my uncle, uncle was doing the farming there, and he was the one doing the farming. Okay, so mm-hmm. and you grew up with him then as well. Oh yeah, he was a lovely, lovely man. What's his name, Mom? I don't know if I know his name. His name was Tom. His name is okay, Tom. Have a picture. You have ah, a picture I have a picture of. Him. Yes, that's him in the right photo. Right in your house. Yeah, 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 I have a picture of him. He's a tall man. Yes, he was a tall. Okay, so now I have more of a understanding of the role he played in the family, though. I don't think I really under- knew all of that. So that's really interesting. But yeah, you 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 um you grew up in that in the village of, of Tubridge with like eight homes, and there was there was seven of you total in the family, kids wise. Not including yeah, oh, in every house, in every house. Oh, there was yeah, there was really uh, eleven of us. Gosh, I think yeah. it was seven, eight, nine, ten, 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 ten of you. Yep, uh, yep. 
Yeah, in the house, and it was not a very big house, but we all, I don't know, we always seemed to get along, and there was really no fighting, or we'd, we used to be too tired to fight, I think, <laughs> but you had to work on the farm sometimes. Yeah, so what would you, and, what were the uh, jobs you would do on the farm, Mom? What would they have you doing? Well, in the summertime, we'd save the hay, or, you know, my father, my father used to work the horses, uh, you know, and, and those days, they didn't have tractors like they have today. Yeah. Or they did at the end, but uh, my father used to he used to have a machine that he'd put out the horse and he'd cut the hay and then later on they'd hire somebody with a tractor to cut the hay. Oh, okay. And then, then of course, you'd have to shake it up and, and do different things. If you got weather, good weather, it was easy, but if the weather was raining, then you'd have to cut it. It was a lot more work. Yeah, and in Ireland, it was probably often raining, really, when you think about it. Yeah, often, often raining. So like when we used to be doing the hay, if we had our own hay done, if we saw showers coming, then you just go the neighbors and helps them you know to get finished up oh so you guys just try to make sure at least someone got their work done and then and just yeah, help each other out helped, helped each other out and then like when i was growing up there were seven and even nine kids in every house yeah wow so there was always loads of kids to play with and like we had loads of friends yeah yeah because there's you said there was eight house did you say eight houses in the village mom yeah, eight houses in the village. Yeah. How many people are in the village nowadays? Oh, there's nobody hardly now. Our house is only, you know, the captain is there sometimes. Some Your reason. brother, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then some of the other houses, a couple of bachelors. Yeah. Really, the, village, the villages are dying out in Ireland today. Yeah, so people are moving That's to the cities, I guess, huh? Uh, then immigrated or, you know, the ones uh. that stayed home. A lot of them didn't get married, and then that's a problem, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they just have the home by themselves there's there. No, yeah, there's no young people coming up. Yeah, yeah. So when like, so you guys would do the hay. What other jobs did you have on, on the on the farm there? And the hay was the was the kind of big thing. And then when we come home from school, I went to um, the country uh, grade school, and it was like one room school, uh, no no central no central heating. So then uh, we'd, we'd walk a mile to school okay. and um, when, uh, you know, in the wintertime, uh, uh, we'd have to bring uh, a side of turf with us, everyone, you know. So, of course, we wouldn't bring it from the house. We'd bring it as close as we'd find a side of turf to the school oh. as possible. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't have to carry it too far. Oh, my goodness. So you say a side of turf, uh, Mom, but like a lot of people might not know what that is. Can you explain what turf is? Oh, turf is like it's for the fire. It's like I don't know what you call it. Is here. it like it's I like, think of it like uh, peat or something? Uh, it's like peat moss. Like, peat moss, yeah. yeah like you dried. dig it out. It's still in the it's still in the bog. Yep. And that's an, another thing that we had to do was save the hay, uh, save the turf, of course. You yeah. have to you have to cut the turf, and then we'd have to spread it and wreckle it up and get it off the ground. And if the weather was good, it was easy to dry up fast before we bring it out on the road. You know, to the, make a stack. Yeah. But if the weather and wasn't good, it, same thing again. You'd have to just easy. work really hard. Yeah, if the weather was good, everything was easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then if the weather was bad, it was it was hard, uh, you know, because you had to, let, you know, get out of the bog. The bog would be wet. And, like, now they have machines and tractors with uh, uh, trailers on them. But we just had the donkey and <laughs> yeah, creams. Patsy Pat, and I used to have that job and Patsy. The, uh, the donkey, you know, you'd load up the creels, you know, they were like 
containers inside of the donkey that was a harness. Okay. And you'd, put, you'd, you'd load them up with turf and you don't want to fill it too much if the bog was soft because the donkey would be sinking. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know, we all we worked around whatever whatever difficulties we had and the, we'd bring the turf out to the road and the, some people used to stack it on the road and make lovely stacks of turf. Some older, the older folks were great at, you know, and then we just bring it home and put it in the shed. Yeah, it's something to see, Mom. Like, um, like I don't think if I had done my trips to Ireland when I was younger that I would really even understand what the bog was or um, even know what turf is. And so it's it's interesting because it's like I remember we'd be wearing our galoshes as little kids, and you'd be going out into the into the land, and it was just that the bog is just kind of you know you can wet. just wet and soft but then once you you can that's where well, they would get, get the turf from and the turf is what yeah, they what you get. guys would use as fuel so you'd bring that in and i remember get bringing it in for grandma and she put it in the stove and that's how she would cook and do all of that was just that that turf burning in her stove right yes in those days and then later on they got cookers you know along with the sheets but i know she always seemed to cook on the stove but yeah. uh, they had cookers later on and then we also used to have to pick potatoes when we come from school, come I think around October. I mean, ah. we had we had loads of fresh vegetables and and stuff, and we had to have to go out and pull them and wash them and <laughs> yeah, there near dinner. And then with the potatoes, we'd have to go out and dig the potatoes and wash the potatoes and you know get them ready to be cooked. All that stuff. Yeah, I had no idea. You guys like I always assumed that you guys had cattle and things like that on your farm, but I never knew you. Uh... You had vegetables and potatoes and all of that too. So, you guys did. You guys oh, did a lot cattle. of work. Yeah, we had a lot of cattle. My uncle had a lot of cattle, but they weren't around the house. He had a lot of land. Okay. That he'd have the cattle on. And so he... they weren't always around the house. Got it. Yeah. Maybe in the wintertime, you might see some cows around, but usually no. Yeah. And so you guys would take care of the turf and take care of the hay and and pick the vegetables. And um, like that's what, the, and you'd then be going to school, walking off to school for your mile for the day. And oh, you know what memory I had the other day, Mom, was going to the well and getting. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would that be something? That. You... Spring water. Uh, we'd have to go to the well and get the spring water for the tea. We'd bring buckets of water from the well. We'd go a few times a day, I think. Yeah, I remember doing and that when got... I was little. Like. We would just bring mm-hmm. a bucket down to the well, and that was like that was a decent walk too. How that was like a qu- at least a quarter mile or maybe a half mile away, I think, right? Well, or- probably. I didn't really, I didn't really think anything <laughs> of it. You know, we're used to it. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed natural to us, but uh, you know, it was it was a nice walk, I guess. Yeah, I, I just remember that, when yeah. we were little doing it, and it was just something very unique and unique for me because I didn't have, I never thought about those things until I had a chance to visit and and you know. Our, our grandmother's home and, and your home growing up. So it was it was a neat to get to experience some of that. Um, but yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that there's seven of you total, like and that there'd be ten of you living in the home. How, like, how did everyone get along? And like, would you guys oh, would the kids okay. go play? Never, what would you guys do for fun? Oh yeah, we well, I mean, yeah, when you had time, you kicked ball and you played, um, you know, tag and this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, then there was always kids around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, we, and um, then in the wintertime, you know, there was, um, 
in the wintertime you couldn't work outside, of course, because so we'd visit and we'd um, play cards. There's one house in the village, we'd play cards and we'd fight over pennies. We'd play for pennies. <laughs> and then the owner of the house, he'd sing. He was a great storyteller. He'd tell us lots of stories. And Mikey Clark was his name. Okay. And he'd um, sing us uh, songs. And uh, you know, we had a we had a real nice childhood. I mean, we think we're now probably you know. That was crazy. We didn't have a TV. We had radio. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. We were never bored. That was, you know, like today, kids say they're bored and they have everything in the world. I don't understand it. Yeah. And uh, we kind of <laughs> we kind of entertained ourselves. And then when we got older, like I remember when I got my first bike. You know. Yeah. You know that was we. We used to ride to church and ride to school then. But, I mean, from our house to church every Sunday, it was four miles. We used to walk four miles. Yeah, so you'd walk four miles to church every Sunday. Yeah, well, when we were, when we were young, I remember my father used to have what they called a sidecar to when you put the horse to it, and, you know, you could sit six or eight people on it. Oh, my goodness, okay, yeah. And it sounded all ancient. Anybody that listened to this and said, boy, she's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> to church, they had a place where they put the horses and give them hay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, uh, then um, like when we we walk with our friends, and we we didn't think anything of it. And then the people that had cars would pick us up like Madge, you know, Madge on the shop. The shop, yeah. I mean, they had a big wagon and they'd always load people in. And this other lady, which was a school teacher, she had a car and she'd always load us in if she had space, you know. Yeah, like everyone and, was always uh, kind of looking out for each other. It seems. Yeah, exactly. And then when we got our bikes, of course, we'd be riding our bikes and, and you know, with the crowd of us together, I'm sure. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then as you got older, so in terms of, like, the order of the family, there's, um, is it is it Patsy or Kevin who's the I, I, oldest in the family? Kevin is the oldest, Patsy, me, I'm the Patsy. third. So you're the third oldest. And so you and, um, you and your sister Patsy, my Aunt Patsy, went off and went to... Uh, Went to school in oh, what's the name of the town, Mom? That you we went were to school? Cro- cross Malina. Cross Malina. And uh, well, we went to boarding school because you couldn't. Uh, at that time, there was no buses. Later on, there were buses that would pick up kids to go to school. Oh, that's why. But okay. In my day, there was no buses, so we had to go to which was more expensive. We had to stay in boarding school. So you guys would just and, stay um, there during the week. Would you be home on weekends then? Oh, or? we stayed there. We no, we we stayed there until the holidays and come home from the holidays and go back again. That okay. Was kind of what we did. Okay. And uh, the whole school, the was all boarders. They were from Dublin, they were from Cork, they were from all over Ireland, and even though there was a couple from Spain, a couple of kids. Oh, really? Were, um, were they all, was it a yeah. girls' school, Mom, or was it a co-ed school? Yeah, it was an all-girls all school. Okay, all-girls school. And the nuns were the Jesus and Mary nuns. They were lovely nuns. Okay. Very, very nice nuns. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... You know, everything was you line up, you had to do this, you had to do that. Everything was on cue, you know. <laughs> yeah, how did you like it? How did you like it, Mom? How did you like school? Or... Yeah, so what could you do? I mean, <laughs> you just went along with the program in the, in the morning, then the service. We would have to be up at 7 o'clock, and we, we always go to Mass. I don't know what time Mass was, mostly 7.30. <laughs> yeah. We all go to Mass, and then we go to breakfast, and... They used to make all oh, the nuns, they served as porridge, you know, which, uh, and, okay. um, 
cereal. I don't know what you call it now. Yeah, uh, like oatmeal uh, almost uh, kind of a thing. Oatmeal. Yeah. Oatmeal. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. Oatmeal. I, I used like to do the serving to help the serve because, you know, they'd load you up with a big plate of it and I never liked a whole lot of it. So, you know, I'd try to give it up most of it out so the last ones we wouldn't be getting too much of it. Oh, my goodness. Because you'd have to eat every, would you have to eat everything that was on your plate then? Is that... Well, no, I never, I never had much of it. you hungry, we'd eat everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of, you know. And then you could get packages from home, too. And, the, you know, get uh, some of them just get a lot of packages. And uh, oh. the people that lived in the town and that, that their parents came to visit, they bring them all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting, Mom. And, and is that when you started playing um, some of the sports? I know we've talked about in the past that you played a, a kimogi. Kim- is that the name of the sport? Yeah, I played Kobe, I played basketball, I played rounders, played tennis, I don't know what else. Anything, yeah. anything going that, you know, but uh, some of the sports, though, the, you know, you couldn't, uh, a lot of it was for fun, like, uh, but like uh, the basketball and Kobe and that, they used to have like a team, you know. Yeah, and for those who wouldn't know, Kobe, um, from what I understand, it's is like, a lo- like lacrosse hockey. or floor hockey, floor hockey, it has a stick. Floor hockey, floor hockey. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a floor hockey is the most. You know, it's the nearest thing I would think it is. But you played in the fields, Mom? You played it outdoors, right? Oh, yeah, we played outdoors. They had a pitch, like, you know, you had goals and... Yeah. Mind you, soccer, you know, in a way. But, I mean, you had to... But there were certain those are the rules and regulations, you know. Yeah, of course. Rules and regulations. Yeah. Yeah, and, Mom, it's so uh, interesting because when I talk to, like, if I have um, Pilates clients that are, like, your age, you know, that grew up in the States, um, they often kind of like think back and say that they wish they had the opportunity to play sports when they were younger because there weren't that many team sports available to women when they were growing up. So I think it's so cool that you had the opportunity to, to play sports in Ireland and because um, you're someone who like definitely has passed on along your your interest or love of sports to, to, your, to your family. Like, and, uh, and I, I know like you never did running or track or cross country and things. Like you always did something with a ball, I guess. But um, yeah, like I think that, uh, that definitely impacted me as seeing you being active and playing sports. I think that was, that's cool that you had those experiences. You came over to the United States. You came over to Chicago when you're, you're 18, right? Is that the right age? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So it was you and your, you and your older sister, Patsy, who came over. And uh, I'm just trying to put myself back in your, in your shoes and, and just thinking to myself, like at the age of 18, like that, that had to be a big, big change for you then to, was that, was that uh, hard for you to come to that decision to, to move to the States? Well, not really, because I came out of school and, um, you know, we had to leave home to get a job anyways, but, uh, so I figured, I know the priest told me he'd get me a job at the bank if I wanted, but I really, you know, uh-huh. had to leave home anyways. So uh, I thought, I thought we'd take a chance and see what America was like. So and was there it was two ex- of our friends home on vacation, and we came back with them. But we didn't know anybody; only those two. Oh, so two of your friends for were back. They were in living From, in the states already. Yeah, yeah, they were living in the states already. And they came back on vacation, so then we came back with them. Okay, and uh, so was this something you had planned for for a long time, or was this something you kind of quickly decided to do? Well, it takes a little while because in those days you have to have somebody claim you. And my oh, aunt yeah. had to send uh, a letter saying she has so much money in the bank and so forth. And then we had to go to Dublin, of course, and get our passports. And, you know, it took a little while. But we got all taken care of. And 
Yeah. And, uh, and you made the journey over. So, because so you mentioned your aunt, and that was like my, my great aunt, Mary, who I always call my aunt, aunt Mary, Mimi. Yeah. yeah. And so she was, she was the one that was living in Chicago at the time. That was my mother, my mother's sister. Your mother's sister. Mom, tell me the story of how she ended up in Chicago. Like, how did she end up in Chicago? Well, the story was um, she was going to school, I believe, in, in Newport. She was um, going to commercial school, and um, I guess she decided she wanted to go to America, and I don't know how she got everything all set. But anyways, with the money part, I guess her and her family had sold some cattle a few yeah. weeks before. They just had the money in the house, so she just came, and she took the money for her for her trip. But they never they never even missed it. So of course she repaid it again to them. But yes. that was that was a story I always heard. Oh, so I thought there was a matchmaker involved, Mom. I thought there was not not with not. <sighs> I didn't hear I saw a matchmaker with her. Oh, I've been this adding friend that. Of ours, oh, that was another yeah, friend about winning. Yeah. Oh, it was Winnie. I was I was thinking yeah. that was Aunt Mary. I've always been telling no. <laughs> that story no, that, that she was, was trying to avoid having Winnie. a matchmaker, and that's why she took the money. Okay, I had that mixed up in my head. All right, so she, so you had you were able to come, and and she was able to claim you. So you made the the journey over on on the boat, I guess. Yeah, you came yeah. Over. Well, then uh, we had we had no car, so we had to hire the four of us hired a uh, driver to drive us. We had to go all the way to Cork, which is I don't know many hours drive, three or four hour drive from our home. Okay. And uh, then I remember we arrived there um, early in the morning, and uh, this man that drove us, he took us off for breakfast. He knew some place that was open at six o'clock. A real nice man. Yeah. And um, he didn't make any money on us, I'm sure, but anyways, he was very nice. And um, then um, we had to take a ferry out to the boat because the boat, the water is too shallow at the Cobra Cork for the boat to come in. Okay. Maybe it's different now, but in, in the 60s, that's the way it was. So then we took the ferry out to the boat and we got on the boat. And then I guess we left shortly after. So and then we weren't too far. It didn't take us too long. We were out on the ocean and the next thing, we had an awful storm. Oh, goodness. So we were... We were rocking and rolling in the boat, and everybody was sick for a day or two. Oh. And then, but, but every night, I know how it was, we'd always manage to go up to the dance. So, <laughs> and the, the, the dance floor was moped off, and we'd be thrown from one side of the floor to the other. But we all, we all, we were all young, and there was a lot of young people, and everybody had a fun. Oh, my goodness. And then we arrived, and uh, they took us seven, seven days. And we were so happy to see the Statue of Liberty because that meant we we were by land. You know, we were coming to land. And yeah. uh, then we took, a, I believe, a bus from uh, from uh, uh, New York to out to the airport. And then we took a plane from the oh. airport to Chicago. Oh. Then we're coming down. I was I was coming down the steps of the uh, airplane. And I saw I saw this big lady, and my aunt was tall. She had red hair. And standing above everybody, I said, I said, oh, that's my aunt from the pictures, you know. That's the oh, you had never, you, you didn't even know her, her then, no. Mom? No, no, I never met her, but I, I picked <gasps> her out coming down the, the stairs of the plane. Oh, wow. But anyways, that time you had to get you get out in the, on the, you know, outside on the outside, plane. Outside, yeah. You get off. Yeah, you, you wouldn't, like, not like today. Yeah, yeah. And, no, oh, go on. I'm sorry, Mom, go on. And then we lived with her for about uh, six or six months, I believe. We wanted to get our own place, yeah. and they were really good to us. And uh, and the sixties immigrants were very welcome in the United States, but not like today. Yeah. So uh, we got jobs right away, no problem. 
And um, then we moved out, and my aunt and uncle didn't want us to move, but we thought we were better just to go on our own. Because, I mean, they were older, and we were coming in all hours of the night, and that wasn't right. <laughs> you know, even though they never said anything, but yeah. we wanted to get our own place. Have your own space. Uh, and uh, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, my our, my great Aunt Mary was very distinctive. She was, like, about six foot tall, and had this bright red hair. So that's I can only imagine seeing her from, from the plane as you were coming down those steps, Mom. Right. And, she was a red was a redhead. <laughs> she was she was quite the personality. I didn't know that was your first time I didn't know that was your first time meeting her, Mom. That's uh, that surprises yeah, me. That's the first that's the first time. So just to think about her story for a second. So she, she came over how old was she when she came over to the United States, would you guess? Oh she was she was a bit older, I think. I think she was in her twenties, I think, at least. So she I was really in her don't tw- know, but I, I want to think she'd be in her twenties. And when and when you guys arrived, how old were how old were Aunt Mary and Uncle Fred? They were in their Oh, I don't know what they must be in their sixties anyway. Okay. Maybe okay. Older. Yeah. So I mean it was it was it was. It couldn't be easy on them to have two young people come to their house at that you know that age in their life. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, that was. But they were. They were. They were excellent. They were excellent. Yeah, yeah. So you came to Chicago and you had your the two friends that you knew when you when you were you know that you traveled over with, and then you and your sister, of course, Patsy. That, and you guys bought got a place. You said you got jobs right away. What were the jobs that you found? Uh, I work. We work for an insurance company. I was a two typist. I don't know what Patsy was. She was in accounting or something. Something that it was. We were both uh, worked there for a while. Then I moved on to Writers Lab there on Ohio Street, and I worked there. Okay, on Ohio Street. I didn't know you had a job on Ohio Street. Okay. Yeah, for a good few years. <clears throat> yeah, and then, uh, and then you just met, at you... that time, oh. you could get loads of jobs. I mean, you could. It was no problem. Yeah, and these were like clerical jobs, like answering phones or taking notes and that type of thing. Is that? Well, I had to be typing, uh, like typing. I did a lot of typing. Yeah. Later on, I did bookkeeping and that kind of stuff. Bookkeeping. Okay. Yeah. Now you met a ton of other friends here. Then, how long did it take you to connect to, you know, so many of the Irish people that were already that were already here, or did they come over after you? Because I know you have almost like a a second family from, you know, of people who are from Ireland that you kind of connected with when you were, when you first moved here? Well, the thing is, there was an Irish dance. Actually, there was three Irish dance halls. There was one on the north side, one on the west side, and one on the south side okay. when I came. So we went to the, we scored the one on the north side all the time, and there was a lot of Irish from, you know, all over Ireland. And we were all in the same boat, so we made friends. You know, everybody was on the same boat. Nobody really knew too many people. Yeah. So we all made loads of friends, and we have, you know, the friends still to this day, a lot of them. So what were the Irish dances like, Mom? I'm trying to picture it. Like, is this in, like, oh, in a big just... dance hall that you go in and everyone gets dressed up, like, every Friday night? Or, like, what is that? How did that uh, look? Uh, yeah, they just, get, they just get dressed up and go and... Uh, they used to have uh, show bands out from Ireland, which well, oh. we knew them because we danced to the show bands in Ireland. And um, we, uh, not all the time, but they'd have them out, you know, a few times a year. Then they'd have their other band all the time. And it was like waltz and then uh, jive and then what have you, whatever was the dances at that time. Yeah. Rock and, and roll, and, you know. 
And that's where everyone would gather. Like every 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 weekend, you'd run into people at the dances. Yeah, you'd you'd meet people, and you know, you'd meet people from all over. And as the new ones were coming out, you'd meet them too. And you know, there was a lot of people coming out in the sixties. So did it take you a long time to to? adjust and get used to Chicago? Were you homesick for a long time? Oh, it was different, but what could you do? I mean, I didn't have the money to go back, so you make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you're very close with your family, so that, and you couldn't just pick up a phone and call them back then, could you? So how would you communicate? No, but they, you wrote letters back then. It was letter writing. Yeah. And uh, then eventually uh, my mother got the phone, so that made it easier. So then we could call on the phone. Yeah, and, and keep in touch that way. Yeah, I um no, I think I I think I remember when I think I was little when when Grandma got the phone at her house. I swear I remember. Oh, that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you do. I'm yeah. Because sure and I remember even her getting her the the first TV in in the house too. Like everything kind of happened a little bit. Leah, I was I was around when both of those things happened. I remember so. And I know she loved her TV. She did love the TV. <laughs> <laughs> certain uh, certain uh, shows she'd watch, and she'd hate to see with this old man in the village, and he'd come in and he hated TV, <laughs> and she 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 didn't like to see him come when her when her shows would be on. <laughs> she was very attached to those shows. That's what I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> She wanted to watch those shows no matter what. Yeah. How did you end up getting inv- involved in real estate? Because that's something that that you became involved in. But that you were a little bit older when that happened. No, I didn't get involved in real estate until uh, until uh, I was pregnant with Jimmy. Oh and wow! I was kind I was kind of bored, so then I decided I'd take uh, go for my real estate license for to get for something to do. Oh, I had no and, idea, Mom. Wait, wait, wait. So when I was so I'm the I'm the oldest. I was, and my my no, brother. I wasn't. My brother Jimmy is, were, is 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 the youngest. the youngest. So and there's a pretty there's like an eight there's a eight year gap or so between us. So when when I was born, were, were you working at that time? No, it's when I I quit work when uh, when you were born. Oh, I don't think I realized then, that. Then I really didn't go back to work until um, until Jimmy was you know in uh, in school. Okay, so you were then, just... I, then I started then I started working part time, so I'd be home when uh, you guys would get home from school. Yeah, and you can go out in the evenings when when Dad would be back home from work and things like that. Yeah, that was basically the way it started. Oh, but just to have for something to do that I wouldn't be bored. <laughs> so, <It's> so... <laughs> <laughs> so staying at home with the kids was like you're ready for something you you needed something different like oh, and no, something I new. enjoyed I enjoyed uh, staying home with the kids because I was always driving you here and driving me there and driving neighborhood kids yeah. here and there you know yeah uh, they could pile up the car and take a load in those days now it's a little difficult <laughs> with, the, with the car seats and what have you yeah but uh, no I enjoyed that I mean uh, you know you were always in sports so between the three of you I, you know you and Kevin I was kept busy yeah 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 no, I, I guess I didn't realize that I always pictured you doing that just for years and years. I never realized that you started um, after Jimmy was born. Um, how did you, what what made you decide to go into that? Was that because you, you knew someone already that was doing it? Or how did you get interested in real estate? No, Dad, Dad built a couple of houses, so I figured I would sell them, you know, and that's kind of oh, how I got, got that, into it. That's that, the order of that, things. And I, yeah, and I always liked real estate anyway, so. 
made it easier. So, Mom, how old were you when when you were able to go back to Ireland for the first time? I think we went back about two years after we came here. Okay. We had to save enough because uh, we had to save we had to save enough money and. Uh, and then we, uh, in order when you go back, then we used to, we worked a part-time job. Um, it was funny. We'd come home from work and then those friends of ours, um, they suggested we all get a part-time job before the Christmas. And uh, ah. we all, we'd all go to work for a few hours after we come home. We'd come home and be so tired. But it, I had the most, it was in a factory. It was the most boring job I think I ever had in my life. What were you doing, but Mom? Anyway, it was something with Christmas cards, and it was on a conveyor belt. Ah. You'd be bored out of your mind. <laughs> but anyways, I stuck it out, and we, you know, got extra money for uh, for going, you know, for going to Ireland and that. For extra okay. the money. That makes sense. And would you have, to, your first trip, did you, when was the first time you flew back? That was, that wasn't the two years after. That was after. the first time. That was the first time. Yeah, so two years about, after you took yeah, the boat was, over. Yeah, so I think it was about two years after. Okay. Okay, that's, and then, and then you took my aunt Mary over with Dad years years later. Then I guess, right? Well, in nineteen um, seventy, I think it was seventy two. Okay, that was before um, me. Yep. She, uh, I think she retired in six in seventy one or seventy two. So, uh, my Patsy and I um, decided to give her a, a ticket back to Ireland for her retirement gift. Yeah. And uh, then we, she came, went back with us, and that was the first time she was back in I don't know how many years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that had. I mean, if she came over here in her twenties, yeah. So maybe like forty years or well, so. Well, I think she was. She was back. Yeah, she was back once. I think. Okay. Before. Okay. Oh yeah, no, because I've heard I've heard uh, many stories about that visit. So that's. Oh yes. yeah, no, so we had a lot of fun. Yeah. That was, <laughs> We had a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's nice to be able to take. It's nice to that you guys were able to have that um, that trip with her. I think. Um, so, mom, you strike me as this no nonsense go getter. Like you've kind of been someone who's, you know, just kind of taken on new challenges and these these changes, and you know that your life has kind of gone through, like moving to a new country or. Or, you know, taking on real estate or, you know, we didn't even talk about how you met dad and all that. I guess like, I should have asked you that because I got his story of it. But so you, you, got, you, got, you got all that from dad already. You don't need it from me too. <laughs> that's, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, that story already. You can go back and listen to one of those other episodes. But <laughs> did, like, how did you like take on these changes and these challenges? Was that like, was it exciting it was to normal. you? That was a normal thing, Maureen. <laughs> it did it make you nervous? Did it like it didn't make you nervous no. at all? Not a bit. Not, not a bit. A Why bit. would I get nervous? <laughs> like that first time you got on that boat to come from Ireland to the States. Were you were you nervous at all, Mom? Oh, I wasn't nervous, but I I didn't like you know it's hard to leave your family. And then my father was sick, which uh, made it worse. So, uh, oh, he was sick. He was sick was... before you came over. Then I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, he got a stroke at 55, so, I mean, he was sick for a good few years, and then it was really, really upset when we were leaving, so that yeah. wasn't easy. Yeah, that would be hard. And I'm sure it was probably twice as hard on my mother, you know, but yeah. anyways, yeah. we, all could, we all couldn't stick around, you know, so we had right. to do something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're able to come to the you're able to come to the state, so you took that opportunity when you had it and and made the most out of it. So Yeah. No well, but I'm, I met a lot of great people on this journey since I came here, you know, and a lot of lot of people, a lot of great people. Yeah. And that always that always makes the journey easier. Yeah, there you have you do have like this really really nice support network of of friends and they almost seem like kind of family, you know, um, over here and, and people that you've known for years and years and years. And that's that probably made it makes it feel feel more like home, too, I suppose. If you were to think about like what really energizes you and what kind of gets you motivated, what how what, what, what do you think that would be? What are some things that just energize you and that keep you de- that kind of make you determined to get something done? Oh, well, if I make up my mind to get something done, I'll get it done. I know, you know that. But I mean, I, I, won't, I won't stop until I get it done. I just, you know, I, I don't, I can't put it off on tomorrow. If I decide I want to get something done, I want to get it done now. No, I know that. You're, you don't mess around. <laughs> but, <laughs> but were you always like that, I, Mom? Is that, that's just always yeah, been how you've been, I, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's I think that's the way you know, either that way or you know, some people are very laid back but and I'm laid back to a point, but if I put my mind to something I'll follow through. Yeah. No, you're 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 very determined and but but you're determined but you're also um you're you're very giving too and I don't think that's something that always like um that is, you know, always in the forefront because you don't talk about yourself, but you're you're very giving and 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 make sure you always visit and and take time for people and um, have conversations and things like that. So um, I think that's something that you know you don't always see, or, or you, and you certainly don't talk about. But I, that's something I've always I've always noticed and appreciated about how you you always manage to take time to to visit and to um, stop by and connect with people. And I think that's really a a wonderful thing about you, mom. So. Oh, good... I like people. I, I enjoy people more. Yeah. I, I like to I like to be around people and to, yeah, I enjoy them. Yeah. Every everybody has a story, you know. It's, it's just sometimes we don't give ourselves time to to listen to the other person's story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as you as you know, I'm I'm not a good listener, but I try. <laughs> 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 oh goodness, mom! <laughs> You're doing... I so I like I often I'm not the only one that give you gives you a little bit of a hard time about not being the best listener. <laughs> Dad, Dad does too. I like to talk more than I like to listen. <laughs> no, you 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 do try, and that's something else I appreciate about you, mom, because you're you're open. You're you're open to 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 learning and and uh, and discovering and growing as a person, and I, I I definitely see that. And so, you might not always listen right up front, but you might take a few conversations. <laughs> but you, <laughs> I might think about it later. <laughs> but you but you you're open to coming back and having conversations, and I I always appreciate that too. So. <laughs> 
I don't miss too much though at the same time. You don't. So that's another frustrating (laughs) thing. (laughs) That you're often you're often right about a lot of things, but not everything, but a lot of things. (laughs) So (laughs) But but anyway. anyway. Well mom, I know this is not something that you uh you particularly were excited to do and I know taking time Mm -hmm. to to sit down and talk like this wasn't like you, you you put this off uh for a couple months you were always on your way out to ireland it seemed like every time i wanted to have a conversation with you so um <laughs> i re- i feel like i should probably have asked you other questions i feel like i might be missing some major major thing but um i'm really happy that you took the time to i, I learned a couple new things i didn't I, I didn't realize about you so i appreciate you yeah sitting down and talking to me Every day I learn something new, boy. So I'm not my age. So <laughs> yes, well, that's a good thing. That's what keeps you. That's what keeps us young, isn't it? Just always learning something new and and yeah, uh, being open. Well, the to only thing I, I can say to finish it. Are you going to finish it up? Yes. Do you have any more questions? <laughs> no, I think we'll finish you know, it up. A, yeah, I had a great journey. I mean, I've met some fantastic people, and uh, I've had a great life. Yeah, and I enjoy. I've enjoyed every minute of minute of it. So I hope it lasts a good while longer. I do too. I do too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm play, I'm counting on that anyway, Mom. So let's uh, let's hope make you're that. Right. Yes, let's make that happen. So anyway, all right, Mom. Well, thank you so much. Okay, I, I really really appreciate it. Okay. Bye bye now. All right. Bye bye. Okay, bye-bye. My mom totally caught me off guard with her comment at the end and had me cracking up. That's one of the things I love about my mom. She doesn't take life too seriously, and she can always laugh at herself. And as you might be able to tell, we don't always agree. (laughs) But we keep showing up and talking and listening to each other, and I really appreciate that. I hope this conversation will inspire you to have a conversation with someone you care about, someone who's helped you grow or who has nurtured and encouraged you. We all have a story to share. We have challenges we have overcome. We have goals we're working towards. And we are growing in our own unique ways. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.